Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we have a special interview ahead of the NWSL championship. But first, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. Also, you can head on over to our YouTube page and hit subscribe so that you don't miss any great NWSL highlights. Head on over to youtube.com slash Attacking Third. On today's episode, we're joined by Sarah Waldmo, Chicago Red Stars, a midfielder, the goal scorer in the semifinal versus Portland Thorns, and now a championship finalist. Welcome to the show, Sarah. How are you doing? Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Well, I'm doing fantastic. I get to talk <laughs> to you about the Chicago Red Stars being in the NWSL championship. Uh, first of all, congratulations in order. Fantastic playoff run. A little bit of a different format this year, right, uh, for NWSL playoffs. There included a quarterfinal series and then a semifinal series. And now there's one more in front of you all. Uh, how are you feeling? Let's start with a very simple question to kick things off. How are you feeling post quarterfinal victory, post semifinal victory uh, against the Portland Thorns? I mean, feeling great today. Um, that's for sure. Uh, you mentioned the quarterfinal and semifinal. I, I love it. I, I love the grind of that. And you know, I think it just opens it up and opens up the league a bit and expands it. Um, and I, I mean, I love that. And so I think it's just much more rewarding when you do win those games, you know, you're sitting a day after and it feels good and it's on to the next one. You mentioned it opens it up a little bit because it, it was tight. It was really tight this regular season. I mean, even uh, the very last day of the regular season, that's when a lot of the playoffs were determined. Um, does it make it trickier heading into a playoffs with a quarterfinal and a semifinal, knowing that really any team you're going to face is going to be really big competition? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, by now in this league, we all know that every team is good. Every team has players, every team has a style that they're really good at, especially by the end of the season when you've kind of perfected what you're trying to do. So it was, I mean, no surprise that it came down to the wire at the end of the season. And then going into the playoffs, yeah, like you said, it was just whoever we were going to face. We knew that we had to be very well prepared. Take me back to Sunday semifinal match. Uh, you're playing away at Providence Park, not an easy place to play and against the number one team, Portland Thorns. Um, second half for you, Chicago at this point, up one nil in the game. Ball is being passed around the outside of the 18 yard box. Morgan Gatral, she gets it. She finds you in the center of the field right outside the 18. You receive the ball. What goes through your mind before you take that shot? I mean, it's one of those times where it's like, should I just hit it? I was like, yeah, I'm just going to hit it. Uh, it was a decent touch, and I just felt like I could get um, enough on it uh, to at least head towards, you know, a part of the net that I think it would have hit. So 
I just kind of went for it. I'm in. Did you know it was going in when it left your foot? I knew it had a good chance. Um, and it was kind of like bending out a tiny bit. And so I knew that was going to kind of give the goalkeeper a little bit of trouble. And I think she got a finger on it, um, but not a whole whole hand, I think. So, yeah. So, so humble. Not, not braggadocious about one of the biggest bangers in the playoffs at all. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, let, let's let's maybe dive into it just a little bit more. You know, is you and your role in this midfield for, for Chicago uh, in, in, the, in this playoff stretch? You know, you had, had the assists on Mallory Pugh's goal in, in the quarterfinal. Now you have a goal in the semifinal. It's your third goal of the year. Uh, you came to Chicago as part of a very, <laughs> a very large midfield core, right? There's a ton of midfielders uh, for Chicago who are, many can argue, are starting uh, caliber. And uh, I remember you and I chatting a little bit earlier this season about your game and how you what, what you bring to the Red Stars and, and how you can maybe just get a toe in there and just sort of go and just sort of take players on one V one if you can. Uh, and for the Red Stars this year, the midfield has sort of uh, really had to take this, this persona on of just sort of both attacking and or defending kind of as, as a unit, as a, as a, as a midfield unit. So in terms of the attacking side of things for, for Chicago this year, especially in the playoffs here, how would you feel uh, the attacking side of your game has, has kind of de- developed uh, within the midfield? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think for me, I'm just always looking to help in the attack in any way that I can. Um, I think more so than not being like a true six right now. Uh, I think that I'm a little bit more focused on the defensive side of things, but I personally love to attack. I used to play attacking mid in high school um, and back with club and stuff like that. So I do love to get up there and get around the 18. Um, There's just a freedom being around the 18 with the ball and not having to worry as much, quite as much about losing it up there as you do, I guess, around your own 18. But uh, so just trying to help in any way that I can. And when I'm called upon and when I am up there, uh, just giving it my best. This season, um, you're first with Chicago. You were traded last December um, from Gotham, which was then Sky Blue. Um, And now with this Red Stars team, you're headed to the NWSL championship. But as at like a big picture level, how was this year with you uh, being in Chicago, playing with this group of players, uh, being coached by Rory Dames, really encompassing everything that this year gave you? How was it? I think for me this year, it was just, it was a challenge in every way. Um, I think internally, like you've said, the midfield group is just on this team is just so good. Um, so to be able to just be a part of that group, um, starting getting minutes, uh, doing what I can to help, like I said, has been a challenge, um, and a good one. I think it's pushed me. I think Rory has pushed me, um, in ways that I think my game needed to be pushed. Um, which has helped me on the field. And I think that, you know, coming into this team, I I knew so many players on this team and we've talked about that before. And so I think overall that helped me come in and be really comfortable right away as well. Um, And just be able to, you know, be challenged, but also feel comfortable at the same time that balance, the balance of those two um, has kind of led to where we are now. Maybe to follow up on that real quickly, talking about this, this midfield unit, there's there's been some some rotation in it th- throughout this year, but uh, Morgan Gatra has been like a real constant uh, in that sort of middle third. Can you speak about just sort of having that familiarity with her going back all the way to the U20s in, in 2012 and sort of seeing the progression and the development be- uh, between the two of you in this in this particular 
the season because you two have really just sort of been operating kind of like yin and yang, just a real midfield going bothered right there, right next to you, just sort of, you know, run, running, running things and running the show. And you both uh, had fantastic matches in, in the semifinal. How, how has that familiarity sort of helped or, or has there been maybe some new developments in, in the growth of the relationship between the two of you on the pitch? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, like you said, going back, I mean, the 2012 um, U20 World Cup, I think really solidified that uh, unity that we possess on the field. And I think, you know, Vanessa was obviously a part of that as well. And it's funny, we talked about a little bit how, you know, we went through a period of time then of, of not talking as much, just being on different teams and now being on the same team again to be able to reunite and play again together and kind of form that relationship and friendship again off the field, I think has helped on the field. Um, there's definitely, you can see um, the trust, the understanding between Mo and I, I think as, as kind of two sixes right now. And so I think that relationship definitely helps us. Um, I mean, every minute that we're on the field. Let's, let's look ahead uh, a little bit to, to the big game, right in front of you. Your Chicago's going to be facing off against Washington spirit. This is, this is a, a team that you guys faced off against in the regular season and they did not get the better of you, Chicago, uh, walking away, uh, the winners and those. And so, uh, there's been this similar thread that's been echoed throughout all of the, the the clubs that have participated in this NWSL playoffs, where it doesn't matter what happened in the regular season, that there's a bit of a reset button that is hit. So just sort of looking perhaps maybe at the, the playoff form, uh, because both you and, and the spirit are the two teams that had to compete in that extra quarterfinal round. Uh, what, what are your perspectives uh, on this Washington spirit side in their current form as you get ready to, to go up against them in the championship? Yeah, I think like you said, I, I don't think that we can really look back during season and predict what the outcome of the game is going to be like based off of those games. I think that if you look at their last, I think, seven or eight performances, they're on a roll. Um, they're in form. They've figured out their style and what they want to do and how they want to look. And um, I think that's probably most dangerous at this point of the year, especially with a season being this long. If you can find form and you can, you know, find that groove that you can get into of winning games, then you're definitely dangerous and you're a threat. And so I think for us, I think we're just going to have to, you know, come as prepared as we possibly can and ready to go because, because of that, because of knowing how informed they are. And not, not just Washington, you guys are informed yourself for Chicago. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about the midfield unit and you working with them, but another group on the Chicago team that's found some success this year, the forward group uh, between Kaylee Watt, Rachel Hill, Katie Johnson, Mallory Pugh, Mackenzie Doniak, um, those players uh, producing for the Chicago team. How have you seen those forwards, uh, maybe as a group, find that rhythm, find that uh, consistent play each game throughout this season? Yeah, I love that. I love that you mentioned that because it's been so neat to just be behind that group and to watch them develop and progress throughout the season. Um, and they've had some moments of, you know, struggle, just like all of our lines have had moments of struggle throughout the season. And I think that to see them, you know, take almost one step back, but then take almost three steps forward. I feel like in some games, both individually and collectively as a group has been fantastic. And yeah, I think that they're, 
they're in form. And it's just one of those things where we can have any of them step on the field and be confident in who we're putting, putting on the field. And, um, yeah, it's just been so much fun to see, like see them progress and to be able to play with them. It's been awesome. It's a, it's been a grind this season and it's been sort of a, for, for both of these teams, both, both the spirit and, and Chicago to sort of see uh, the third ranked team and then the fourth ranked team having to play that quarterfinal and those two teams being the ones not going at it in the championship final. We've sort of been closing out these uh, player interviews during the playoffs there with maybe like a, a bit of fun. So I hope you'll humor us a, a little bit. Uh, I guess this is a, this is the first time we're going to do maybe like a championship version of this. We've been asking a lot of of the players who've been coming on with us about of their about their process, right, in terms of prepping for a big game like that. And we've asked uh, if there's anything in terms of uh, something special that you have to go through in terms of like maybe there's like a meal that you have to have or a favorite pre post game snack that you've got to go to when you are preparing for for a big game. Ooh, yeah, that is a um, that's a great question. I'm like a huge sweet potato girl, so. Nice. I would say leading up to the game, as long as I have some sort of like sweet potato, um, probably the day before or two or three days before I could have sweet potato every day. So I think that's probably my main thing. Do you have like a sweet potato mash or like sweet potato French fries or like what's your favorite form of sweet potato? (laughs) Honestly, all the above. Um, (laughs) I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. So it kind of just depends on, I guess, my mood. Um, or I guess what I'm having with, with it. Um, but Are yeah, you ever, like, whoever like a baked sweet potato with like brown sugar type of person. Oh yeah. I actually, I actually, this is kind of strange, but I actually like putting peanut butter on like a baked sweet potato. Okay. It's kind of strange and out there, but it's, it's pretty good. That actually sounds like delightful and actually makes a lot of sense with the protein like aspect to that. Yeah. Like it makes sense because the brown sugar, usually you put on the sweet potato and it's sweetness. Peanut butter has that sweetness in it. So yeah. I, I've never had that. I'm not going to say it's crossed my mind, but hey, Sarah, maybe I will try it because you suggested it. it. <laughs> That's the other part of it too. Like it's maybe a selfish question for us because we've been listening and we'll be like, oh, yeah. like, well, maybe we'll try that now that they've suggested it. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Uh, with, with the championship being... In Louisville, one of the big uh, things that that you have discussed and that we have discussed uh, in your return or, or your return to the Midwest has, has been joining up with the Chicago wrestlers because it was it's 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 local for you as as a as a Fort Wayne uh, Indiana native. Uh, with with the championship being in Louisville, is, is are there going to be friends and family attending uh, this game? Are you excited that it's maybe a little bit of a closer drive? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely had some family already reach out and book their hotels. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I, uh, my parents were like, we'll see you in Louisville, like right away. So I'm very, very excited to, uh, to be in the Midwest and to have the final in the Midwest and to know it's only a couple hour drive from, you know, my home in Indiana is just, it's all the more sweeter. It's awesome. Well, best of luck in the championship final. We want to thank everybody for listening, Sarah. Thank you for joining and congrats once again on making it to the NWSL championship. Thanks so much to Sarah Waldo for joining us today. And now we have Andy Sullivan of the Washington Spirit. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we are joined by andy sullivan washington spirit midfielder and u.s women's national team midfielder and nwsl championship bound how are you doing today andy sullivan welcome to the show Um, i'm good thank you for having me we're excited to sit down and chat a little bit with you about all things Washington Spirit, about all things championship final. Uh, first of all, congratulations are in order, making it through two rounds of playoffs and now headed to the championship final. Uh, just to sum things up, uh, how would you sum up this season? Would you use one word? Would you use one sentence? Would you use one paragraph? Hit me and why? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't think you can sum it all up. Uh madness maybe um good word yeah that would be my my choice also like yeah what part of the season do you want to talk about Um, but yeah I think madness would be my choice that's a good one I I honestly love that I love that you couldn't just use one word but hey you guys made it you made it to the championship um and not just by defeating one team but two teams quarterfinals and then the semifinal to get here this expanded playoff type format from the season with a quarterfinals in it thrown into that mix. How did Washington spirit, your team approach this extra match before the final this season? Well, I think it was incredible to even make playoffs and it was so exciting leading into playoffs. And I think that just speaks volumes about the league and about so many teams, every team. Um, So for us, it was just kind of stay on the course and every game leading for us in that second chunk of the season felt like a playoff game. So for us, and that's the margin with a lot of teams in a league was one result, um, a few goals here and there. It was so tight. So I feel like we were really prepared for the playoff push. Um, And thinking back on it, I'm glad that we didn't have a buy because it just kept our, our rhythm going. Um, and we didn't have any time to take our foot off the gas. Um, and I think that played off for us in the end. 
let's stick with that energy a little bit, but in terms of the actual regular season, it was a very, very tight competitive season in NWSL this year, coming down to the wire in that final week where a lot of teams needed that final week to sort of see whether they were in or whether they were out. And now it's going to be the number three seed versus the number four seed for the championship title. Tight season, most competitive of all time. A lot of scenarios coming down to the final week of NWSL regular season. Teams figuring out whether they were going to be in or out of the playoffs this year. For you yourself, someone who's been with one team, specifically since you've been drafted, the Spirit, what have you yourself uh, learned about the competition of the league in this season in particular? Um, good question. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm curious if I learned this in this season, but I think what's true is just, you can't take any play off or you can't take any opponent for granted. And I think that's been true, um, every year that I've been in the league. Um, but this is just <laughs> one of the first times I've been on a more successful side of it. Um, and that, that's definitely more enjoyable and more fun. So maybe that's something I've learned. Um, wow. I mean, that's kind of all I have on that. I'll have to think a little bit more if I can think of something unique. That's okay. The- yeah, that's okay. I mean, it was tight. It, it came down to it and, and you did allude to that. Um, but last game defeated OL Reign in the semis, advancing to the final. Congrats. And then during that match, Um, it felt like it had really just started. The first whistle had just been blown. And before we knew it, OL Reign was on the board. Washington, you were down 1-0 at that point, about four minutes into the match. At that point, what did you say to your team at that point in the game? My first thought was, good thing it happened early. We have time to fix it. And it was just like, no, I wasn't, obviously I was a little bummed, but I was like, oh, we're, we're good. Like in this weird way, not in a cocky way, but I was like, it's early. We have time. And, um, I don't know if I felt that way before when getting scored on. Um, and it was very, a cool way to feel to just keep a level head towards it. Um, I felt like as long as we reset and didn't let them get another one, then we were good. Um, and I had full confidence in us to be able to come back with that much time left in the game. It almost sort of feels like that's also been a theme in these playoffs. Like confidence has absolutely been key uh, as they progressed. Uh, for the spirit, uh, you all are facing Chicago Stars in the championship final. And this you've played them a number of times during the regular season. Weren't able to necessarily get the best of them. But there's, along with the confidence aspect of it, there's a, another bit of a reoccurring theme. Uh, we've spoke with a couple of your teammates already on the, on the show with Ashley Hatch and, and Tegan McGrady. And they both echoed a similar sentiment that, Once playoffs happen, a little bit of like a reset button is hit. Uh, So in terms of your perspective, how how will this game possibly be different uh, going up against the Red Stars versus, you know, in the regular season for you guys? I think when we played the Red Stars, we played them a lot of times in a short period of time and very early in the season. Um, And I feel like a lot has changed since then. Obviously, they've gotten stronger as well, but I think we've kind of hit our stride so I think the game will be totally different than the past matchups um but I think it's going to be a really good game um and in terms of reset yeah it's just like you have nothing to lose um so let's do it and I think that that will provide for a very entertaining final um but I think they're going to be very tough to break down so we're really going to need to be sharp to pull anything off 
I mean, this season, it's a lot of teams are tough to break down. And, and as you mentioned, your team in particular, you've hit your stride. You've, you guys are on this rhythm and on uh, this path of consistency. What's been the most consistent thing you've seen from your team, especially over the last few weeks? Um, I think what's been really consistent for us is just our like togetherness and being able to organize and communicate and be a little bit more simplistic. I think that's really helped us come together. Um, there's kind of like, we're, we have the ability to be fluid and flexible, but there's also less complication. And I think that that makes everyone feel more connected and it helps make problems easier to solve. Um, and I think we're communicating through those problems and on the fly. And like I said, kind of that steady composure that we can work through those things just together and on the fly um, has been consistent because we've had a lot of different challenges in all these massive matches. It's not like we've, you know, hit our stride and it's been easy. I think we've done that by overcoming a lot of things just by working through conflict. A lot of consistency, especially from the forwards, honestly, on, on your team, the players that play in front of you, some top-notch goal scorers, if you will. Duds. Ashley, Duds. golden boot leader, Trinity Rodman, huge candidate for rookie of the year. Ashley Sanchez, what, showing off in that OL Reign match with that <laughs> cheeky goal that she chipped over, um, the game winner nonetheless. But you've been watching these forwards all season, growing, finding that consistency. What have you learned about your forwards this year? Like I said, they're studs. That's pretty much what I've learned. Um, it's been cool to see their relationships build. Um, and I would throw Tara into that mix. I would throw Anna Helferty into that mix. Um, their ability to combine and create and do crazy stuff that no one's expecting, but they have this kind of synergy and that's fun to watch from behind. I say, you guys go, you know, do your thing. Um, and yeah, I think that they've scored some really incredible goals, but made them look very easy. And I think that's not an easy thing to do. So um, it's been very fun to play with all of them. Uh, I think maybe just to, to sort of, before we started getting into this fun segment, we always try to close our episodes with a little bit of a fun segment before we, we hop into that. Um, another thing that sort of has come up as we've had conversations with some of your, your teammates uh, on the spirit yeah, along with with the confidence right along with the growth there's something like the resiliency that has come up a lot uh, of this team and obviously uh, that has also been a theme uh, that this team has had to deal with throughout this year uh, specifically with things off of the pitch um how are you sort of feeling you you've been referred to a lot as one of the leaders uh, on this team and uh, your teammates have mentioned that you have been someone that they have gone to in terms of leaning on someone for that type of leadership uh, what's your perspective of this team right now and sort of uh, everything that you've all sort of had to, to go through uh, on versus uh, off the pitch? Yeah, I think it's been a difficult year for every single player and every single team in the, in the league. Um, and I think that's something that has been like emotional. Um, but I also feel very inspired by my teammates and by players across the league. Um, and I think that Leadership wise, I feel like I've in a weird way, like lightened up a little bit. Um, <laughs> and with our team, I think that was 
actually maybe they would disagree. So maybe I don't know. I don't want to say that. And they're all thinking, no, you haven't. Um, so we'll have to see the reactions to that actually. But I think that um, I kind of feel now like nothing surprises me anymore. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. And so just to be able to take things as they come and be available to listen and kind of bounce ideas off people and um, empower players to speak up um, whether that's something on the field, off the field um, and just try and help them get their ideas across is kind of what I've been doing recently, I think. Um, And it's been very different, but I think it's, like I said, I think it's working for the group and I'm flattered that they mentioned me in that way. Um, I also rely very heavily on Tori Houston and Aubrey Blood. So um, I don't think there's a single thing that I do without checking with them and getting their perspectives on things. And I think the three of us complement each other really well. Um, and that I would give them way more credit than I would give myself. This year, so many complications and so many different adversity hoops that you and your team have had to jump through. How have how has your relationship with Tori Huster and Aubrey Bledsoe strengthened this year? Mm. I think, I mean, it was pretty strong already. I think also starting off this season in, I mean, obviously we're still in the pandemic, but um, being a little more isolated and also us being a nomadic team without really a home base and a locker room, I think, there were things that we didn't, we weren't like communicating well enough about or we would communicate and then we wouldn't have the capacity to like execute something, whether that was, you know, mental, physical, emotional. Um, And I think through some of the, I don't know what word you want to use, issues or anything, I don't know. Um, We've definitely gotten stronger just communicating more frequently um bouncing more ideas off of each other um and really reflected on how we could have helped sooner um and that's a big part of it and what things that we could have done differently or how we were affected by things that uh we didn't even realize um and i think giving each other kind of feedback but also like grace and um we've really like learned from each other a lot and I, yeah, I couldn't respect them more as people. And yeah, you get to know someone pretty well when you're dealing with things like that. So, um, yeah. The growth has been, uh, it's, it's certainly been something to witness, uh, as, as we've sort of been con- doing our due diligence and trying to cover the league and, uh, talk to the players, uh, throughout this time, um, with, um, Looking ahead into 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 this weekend to sort of close things out, um, and I'm a little curious to maybe is, is, is how you'll answer because we've pitched some of these questions to some of your teammates as well. Uh, with the extended uh, expanded format, uh, there's been there's there's an extra game to prepare for. So, and this is the first year that there was a quarter a quarterfinal and then semifinal, and now you're all finding yourself preparing for a championship final. So, within these type of big game scenarios throughout these last few weeks. Uh, are you the type of person within your preparations that you find yourself that maybe you have to have like a go-to pregame meal or post-game meal or a type of snack that you have to have that you absolutely have to have as part of your process? 
and what is it and why? Um, I would say I'm not like an absolute must have of anything um, because I don't want to be superstitious and I don't want to rely on something that I can't control necessarily, like, especially if you're on the road. Um, But I have preferences for sure. And pregame pancakes are always a good, good plan. Um, post- I have to ask, I have to ask pregame pancakes, even for like a seven o'clock kickoff. Yeah. Okay. Are yeah. they dinner pancakes or is it like the morning you're still having the pancakes? Um, if I'm going to have pancakes for my pregame meal, then I won't have pancakes in the morning. Okay. So <laughs> any time of day. Like all a, the time. Yeah. There's kind of a system, I guess. Uh, yeah pancakes. i love that i feel like the pancake i feel like the pancake in general is kind of underrated when it comes to like a a process of like training or preparing for for big games of, of any sort i i love i also love the the mention of like not wanting to lean into too heavily of something for like not fear or like whatever wanting to like lean into a superstition of like becoming that type of player you're not the first player to mention that on this show (laughs) either so I kind of love that angle as well uh I want to thank everybody for listening uh, today it's been a delight chatting with you Andy Sullivan we want to thank you for joining us Uh, congrats once again on making it to the NWSL championship and good luck Uh, a reminder to all our listeners to catch Andy Sullivan in the Washington spirit against Chicago Red Stars as they battle for the title on Saturday November 20th coverage starts at 11 30 a.m on Paramount Plus and Lisa and I will be back Friday with an NWSL championship preview with Sandra Arreda, Lisa Roman and Andy Sullivan this Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.